I'm Ashley Baxter, the founder of With Jack. And after so many years helping freelancers stay in business, I'm no stranger to the kinds of problems you face. But freelancing doesn't mean having to face these problems alone. In a lot of these situations, there is help available. I'd like to share these stories with you so that you can be a confident freelancer. I've been recording Unsure Insure for over nine months now. And it feels like a lot of the stories we share follow the same patterns. We see that there are common mistakes, usually around project management, that lead to problems, some of which escalate to upset clients. One pattern is missed milestones and delayed projects, whether it's because a client is dragging their heels with providing deliverables or feedback, or the freelancer not having their organisation skills up to scratch, or maybe even just underestimating the workload. This is problematic because clients can claim loss of income or demand compensation to hire other freelancers to get the project up to speed if it falls behind. The second pattern is the client expectations are different to the freelancer's expectations. Now, why is this bad? Because if a client feels like they haven't got the work they expected and budgeted for, it can open up a can of worms such as refusal to pay or even threats of legal action. So I asked my freelance friends two questions. How do you keep projects running on time? And how do you manage client expectations? So let's start with keeping projects running on time. Laura, a designer and illustrator, a very talented one at that, whose work you can check out at laurab.com. That's laurarb.com. I'll put a link to this in the show notes. Laura makes sure that she includes a timeline with project milestones for both the client and herself in the scope. Laura says, for me, deadlines work both ways and it's so important to get feedback from a client on time so you can stay on track for the project duration. Laura actually provided me with an example of how she approaches timelines. For example, if she's designing an icon, her timeline might look like this. The initial icon sketches by Illustrator are due Monday. Feedback from client on initial icon sketches are due Wednesday. Second round icon sketches by Illustrator are due Friday and so on until the final deadline and file handover. And what's useful about this is, of course, the fact Laura is scheduling in feedback from her client. This holds them accountable to keeping the project on time, whether it's in the form of having to give feedback, signing off on revisions or providing deliverables. A branding studio we spoke to had a similar approach to Laura, making sure a schedule of presentation and delivery dates are included in the initial contract. Anything that falls outside of the scope is discussed as how it would affect or lengthen timescales. Considering a lot of the claims that we see revolve around scope creep and missed deadlines, it's important to preempt common issues like that and be transparent with the client. Yes, the scope may change, but this means making sure they're aware of how those changes impact timescale and budget. The branding studio said... Being confident of our creative process and being able to explain it well and simply to clients is key. 
I love that because I think confidence is underrated when it comes to freelancing. And a lot of the problems we see arise from freelancers not having confidence in their approach to dealing with clients. My advice would be to have confidence in your work, your pricing and yourself. But what if a client doesn't stick to the schedule? Well, Laura includes a note in her contract to say that if a client doesn't meet the deadlines, she can withdraw from the project and be paid for the work she's done. We've actually talked about something similar in the past called a pause clause, where if a client is late in providing deliverables, you'll put the project on hold after some time has lapsed, as stated in your contract, of course. And when the deliverable is received from the client, the project will be rescheduled based on your current workload and availability. And this will incentivize clients to provide deliverables, whether that's input, content, payment or approvals, and help to keep the project running on time. Unfortunately, Laura has had to withdraw from projects before. It's important that you stick to this clause in your contract because client delays mean compromising other scheduled projects that you may be working on or have lined up. Some of you have been freelancing for a long time, long enough that you have a pretty good idea of how many hours work will take you. Like another illustrator we spoke to who believes basic time management skills go a long way. Personally, I would argue that learning some basic time management skills is just as important as honing whatever your craft is. If you're new to freelancing, definitely set some time aside to figure out a workflow. You know, how to manage projects, communicate with clients and figure out a system that works for you. Let's move on to handling client expectations. I also asked Laura how she handles client expectations, just to make sure everybody's on the same page at all stages. She said, I make sure to be very thorough when explaining the scope of the project in the contract, but I also take that one step further by making sure the client knows how many rounds of revisions are included within the project. For example, if Laura was designing one icon, her scope would include something like, Initial icon sketches with two rounds of revisions. Digital icon work with two rounds of revisions. And then the final files. This removes ambiguity about how many revisions are included. Meaning a project you estimated would take two weeks doesn't suddenly become a nine-week job because the client keeps requesting changes. It also ensures the client knows exactly what they're getting. But what about projects that change? Surely we have to allow for some flexibility. Laura says, to allow flexibility, I suggest that any revisions requested outside of the contracted scope will be billed at an hourly rate. Again, this is all about preempting common issues and having this outlined up front means there are no nasty surprises for the client. And also means that Laura doesn't end up doing extra work for free. So it is a win-win for everybody. To make sure both the client and Laura are on the same page at all times, Laura says that mood boards are helpful for confirming any style directions and getting everybody on the same page. She says that even beyond that, if midway through a project a client says, I like what you're doing, but can you make it more grungy? It's good to confirm what they mean with reference imagery rather than assume what you think looks grungy is what they had in mind. When talking about client expectations, the branding studio also offered an important reminder about not over-promising and under-delivering. We have seen 
plenty of claims around this before where work has been promised to be delivered within a certain timescale or to a certain standard. And when it isn't, irrespective of why that is, the client makes a claim against the freelancer. The branding studio said, we don't overpromise on timings in the first place. We're realistic and usually have more than enough creative time to ensure good outcomes. The branding studio can gauge if they think the project may need more time added to the timescale based on the first presentations with the client. So having a schedule and only ever working on one or two projects concurrently allows the branding studio to set and maintain expectations. So let's recap. What can we take away from all of this? Timelines with project milestones should be provided for both the freelancer and the client's sake. Deadlines work both ways and it's important to get feedback from a client on time so you can stay on track for the project duration. The timeline helps to keep everybody accountable for their role in the project, including client feedback, signing off and revisions or providing deliverables. The schedule of presentation and delivery dates should all be included and agreed upon in the initial contract. Anything that falls outside of the scope must be discussed as how it would affect or lengthen timescales. Make sure you have something in your contract to protect you if clients go quiet and the project stalls. If a client doesn't meet the deadlines, Laura can withdraw from the project and be paid for the work she's already done. We've also talked about pause clauses in the past, which follow a similar premise, incentivizing clients to stay on track. However, when it comes to keeping projects running on time, don't underestimate basic time management skills. This is just as important as being a skilled designer or a skilled developer. When it comes to making sure client expectations are met, this means getting everybody on the same page at all stages of the project. And this is where the project scope comes in handy and, uh, and the importance of being thorough when explaining the scope to the client. Things like how many rounds of revisions are included should be noted in the scope. And the client should know that anything requested outside of the contracted scope will be billed at an additional rate and, of course, potentially impact timescales. Don't overpromise in timings and then underdeliver. Having a schedule, client presentations, and only working on one or two projects at a time can give you a good idea of how much work is involved. I'm Ashley, the founder of With Jack. Thank you for listening to Unsure Insure. If you enjoyed the episode and you did learn something new, then tell a friend and leave a review. 